let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this is um, a triannual special for us, isn't it, mate? It is. Saying a little bit different, we thought we'd give it a go. Yeah, so we're um, we're kind of calling this the tasting room um, because we are going to try and just taste some beers, aren't we? Yeah, we thought we'd uh, give it a go. Yeah, give our uh, palates a, a stretch to see to see what we can find. But see if we can find words. Yes, yeah, describe the beers. To, to help us along with that, we are joined by um, the master palate himself. And Chief Pendropper as, as, as well. <laughs> Let's put that away. Yeah. Uh, Justin Mason. Justin, welcome back to Opinions. Thanks, chaps. It, good, good to see you all. It, it's been a while and it's always a, a pleasure to have you with us. Um, so, yeah, we've got seven beers to get through, of, of which we've got a range of styles. We have, and I think they're all new beers to all of us, aren't they? They are indeed. So, we're, we're, we're you know, hashtag triangular here as well. Yeah, it's very on point. Uh, so what's the what, so let's let people know we've got the first beer before we move any further. This is so this is from this is from Boundary uh, Brewing who we've we've featured before yep. on uh, one of the Irish beer reports that we did. It was episode five that we featured a few beers from Boundary, and this is a collab that they've done with Honest Brew. Yeah, um, which are one of the I think do they are they the sole ones who bring them in, or is it Beer Bods as well, wasn't it? I think Beer Bods are involved. Beer Bods they're, and they're all part of the cooperative, yeah. aren't they? That, that are involved in, in in Boundary there. Now this is a porter. And it's got tea and honey in it as well. So it's a, a honey and tea porter called Of The Hills. Okay, without further ado. Cheers. 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 Well, it certainly smells like a porter. It's, it's, it smells like a porter. porter on the nose, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't have... I'm not getting the other two ingredients. I'm, I'm getting maybe a hint of sweetness just at the end. But is that the chocolate flavour? You would yeah, expect yeah. the chocolate mm. rubber you would expect to have with a porter, I'm not sure. Nothing immediately springing out to say it's got something different for me. There's a funny taste in there. I'm I'm guessing that's the tea, because I don't I'm not a tea drinker at all. Not really getting it much, but maybe it's because I drink tea so much. Dunno. See I drink a lot of tea. Mm and loose leaf tea and nothing maybe it's just maybe I've just been purely influenced by what the label said because I went went straight away I went for all this sweetness actually there is thinking about it a little bit more and what you just said about the loose leaf I'm getting that that cold loose leaf type of flavour the bottom of your your, supposed to be a cup if you're having loose leaf tea rather than a mug um, I'm getting that sort of at the back. See, I'm finding I get, if you have a few loose tea leaves and they hit the front of your tongue, they live a little bitterness, a little bit of that tea taste, and I'm getting that, but I'm picking up no honey. No, not getting any honey, because I'd expect a bit of residual sweetness anyway under porter, mm. just from the malts. Yeah, it's not there on the, on the flavour. No. So, I mean, un- underneath everything else that's going on, there's a fairly solid porter there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fairly drinkable. What's it coming in? 4.8? Um, yeah. 4.8. 4. I mean, it's fairly, fairly drinkable. If um, I swallow, I've had a fairly big gulp and breathe out through the nose. I am getting 
quite a bit of tea there. Okay, so we think we're, we're getting more of the tea coming through pronounced rather than the uh, yeah, but that's rather than the honey. Looking for it, yeah, as opposed to drinking it as a beer and go, oh, has this got tea in it or has this got honey in it? No. I probably wouldn't have thought about either of those two ingredients if they hadn't been quoted on the bottle. Did you not? Personally, I find it's quite a strange combination for a porter. For a porter, I think it's a very strange combination. Because we've seen a lot of, certainly in the last year or so, we've seen a lot of tea beers in, like tea and pear now, mm-hmm. in, in particular. And porters and stouts tend to be the reserve of, well, we'll put coffee in those because yeah. the flavours obviously obviously work. Well, I mean, the, the, is, the roasted malts lend themselves to the roasted coffee yeah, beans. Yeah, this has really right. mixed it up a little it's bit. It's almost like it? someone's trying to say, you can't just have, you can have other stuff in it. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's, it, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have been out, I wouldn't have really dug those flavours out. There is, for them. now I'm, and I'm probably really looking for this, I can feel the sweetness on my tongue and, and I wouldn't pick it out as honey. The thing is though, I'm wondering, are these flavours lost in the dark and roasted malt? And I think the answer is probably on the whole, yes. It's not overly roasted though, is it, for a porter? It's, it's quite light in terms of its... Yeah, well, okay. it's I think it's got a very light... Chocolate, the chocolate ones. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's got a very light mouthfeel and body to it, to be honest. Hmm. It's, almost, it's almost getting more towards a, a non-twiggy brown ale rather than a, than a porter. I, I can see that actually. Because if you look at the colour as well, it's not as dark as your your well, average it, porter, it, it's is almost, it? It's almost as we were pouring it. I think the comment from all three of us was, well, it, "It's it's murky brown." Yeah, it's, um, it's certainly not. And a again, black porter. If I was doing a blind taste, would I better pick it out as a porter? I think again, I might even struggle. So maybe it's just the descriptors which have sort of led us. And it, and I think that's a big thing with labelling, isn't it? Yeah. I think I like having descriptors on labels. I'm one of these people who does like a descriptor on a label, but maybe sometimes it doesn't actually quite work. I mean, would you buy it based on it saying honey and tea? No, I, I would. I would never have bought this beer in, in a million years. See, I'm completely the opposite. That would have attracted me to it really? immediately. As in, like the intrigued. Yeah, version. I would want to know what that tasted like in a porter. And I don't think I found out in this beer, which is not to say I didn't enjoy the beer, I enjoyed it immensely, but I still didn't find out what that tasted like in a porter. Yeah. I think, I think you've said that before, though, when we've had you, I think previously when, when you were on the Beer O'Clock Show, that the first time we ever had you on, you said you, you actively seek out new flavours mm. because you want, you want to be challenged by them and you want to see if, if, if the beer's doing what it, it, it says on the tin. I'm... I'm very much a mix between I like to have traditional styles, but I'm always looking for something different, mm. um, which is why I don't tend to, and listeners here, you might want to block your ears, drink a lot of IPAs or pale ales, generally. It's a surprise you're on the show so often, to I be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been on more shows than anyone else, if you include Beer O'Clock Show right through to up to and including opinions. I think including tonight, yeah. yeah. I think and he's still the leading guest. Despite that revelation. Yeah. He's, he's still here. It doesn't mean I don't drink my fair share. But I do admire, I do admire, I do admire that, but you, you, that's sort of like the opposite to, to what Steve do. I'm probably sort of in the middle. I still will try beers, even if some of the flavour profile may seem a little bit, not out there, but a bit odd. Whereas you'd actively not. 
I, I would avoid beers if it's got if it's if it's got something advertised on, on its label or pump clip with a flavour or an ingredient that I know I don't like. I wouldn't drink it. What if that was done by putting you on the spot here? What if that was a say a Northern Monk or a Magic Rock or a Bucks that he brought that beer out? I, I don't. Would you still? Yeah, I'd still be hesitant. I'm, I'm not. It's, so it's not based on the brewery. It's not based, it's based on, the on the ingredients. It's purely based on the ingredients. I'm like, like I said, I'm, I'm not a tea drinker. I don't enjoy drinking tea. But I'm not a coffee drinker. I, I know, and I know I forced you to to, to do a coffee show. Um, but just based on that alone, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have chose to, to have drunk this. But I would still say I've had more. I've had better coffee beers than I've had tea beers. Yeah. The best tea beer I've had is probably still Gunna Matter from the Eastie Boys. But you know, it's a it's an interesting experiment. I've got, I've got to say though, I mean, it's a three thirty mil bottle, which which we've split three ways. I'm struggling to get through my share of it. I, I think I would would have struggled to have got through a bottle of that really? on my own. Because I, oh, yeah. I would have finished a bottle. I would have had a pint of that and probably had another. I, I, I could have. I wonder what it'd be like on cask. Oh, I might just soften it all down a little bit. Yeah. Give it that bit of body as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it is quite light yeah. in, in the mouth. Would you ever have the opportunity to try that? Though? Final, final thoughts on, on, on this one, Mike. I enjoyed it, just not sure it's as described. Okay. Yeah, liked it. No honey, mm. a little bit of tea. I, I struggled with it. Okay, so what's up next? What what we're we pouring now? Okay, so the next one is Downstream Hybrid IPL, which unusually has a QR code on the front and centre of the label. Now we mentioned this on a show well before Christmas. Yes. When when this beer was first released. Now the QR code. And we're going to try it in a minute, see if yes, it works. live. Live. Um, you scan that and uh, apparently it will tell you where all the ingredients and everything have come from on, on your phone. So um, once, once Martin's finished pouring this, we are going to try the QR code. We'll just say at this point as well, these first two beers that we're drinking were, were sent to us. Um, they came via Honest Brew, um, but we're not entirely sure who sent them to us. We think they were sent to us by the folks at um, Island Craft Beers, um, who are kind of tied in with Honest Brew now anyway, um, but we, we are just uh, appreciative of being sent the beers to, to, to give a try on the show. So, um, should we try it first and then do the QR? Yeah, break? definitely. Cheers. 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 That's an interesting nose. That's a very interesting aroma. My first initial thought was curry powder, which is a really interesting thing to to pick up. It's dry. Oh, it's exceptionally dry, isn't it? It's really citrusy as well. Yeah, that's what curry, yeah. curry powder and lemon zest. Lots yes. of yeah, lots of lemon in that. It's a real strange aroma. Okay, so let's um, let's see if this QR code thing works. Live on air. Live on air. I've got a QR scanner. I've got the bottle. It's found something. It's just taking its time to load. Okay, so, so this is interesting. So it's just taking me through to their website. Okay. It It's actually telling me what bottle number this is from the batch. That's very interesting. As, as well. So this is bottle 2,391 from 4,104 bottles produced. Um, that just, means that'd be one hell of a long nursery rhyme, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> I've just got to confirm that I'm of the legal age to see the information. <laughs> okay, so then it's, it's, it's basically just telling me it's, it's got a whole load of uh, text 
about the brew. Um, so Downstream is brought to you by a tight-knit team of a genuine love of Irish craft beer. We have lots of experience exporting awesome Irish beers to all corners of the globe um, and we wanted to make our own beer. Blockchain technology allows us to reveal the authenticity behind the brew so you know for certain that you're, what you're drinking doesn't just taste fantastic but is real, honest, good craft beer. So um, still, that's, <laughs> it tastes really good. I don't know if I care so much, but hey. Okay, so it's, it's then got six six pieces of information. Yeah. Um, so piece number one is bottling. Welcome to bottle number 2391. Uh, your beer was bottled by Tom Ray on the 13th of November 2017 and has an ABV of 4.5%. So not only do we know when it was bottled, we know who bottled it as well. Step two is conditioning. So this was brew 0083. The conditioning lasted for 24 days. Temperature of the brew ranged from 17 at the start of warm conditioning to 1.2 when cold conditioning was completed. Fermentation began the traditional process of fermentation on 10th October when 1,000 grams of W3470 yeast was added to brew 0083. That's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Good old double. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> it even then goes on to tell you what time the, that the work was removed to the fermentation vessel, the temperatures, how many hops, how many kilograms of hops were used. So how there. many hops is an impressive stat. Yeah. 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 Um, so four kilos of Simcoe cryo hops and one kilo of Motueka hops were added to the brew on day five of fermentation. So you are actually getting the entire... It's the entire process. This, this scan. Um, kettle, uh, under the careful watch of Connor O'Hare, approximately 1,660 litres of wort were run off to the mash into the kettle to boil for 60 minutes. Tom Ray mashed in at 9.35 on the 10th of October. And it only contains premium raw materials and then goes on to list all of the malts and all of their batch numbers and where the malts were bought from. All of the hops, again, batch numbers where they came from. And the yeast and the batch numbers and where they came from. And also the, uh, the, the mineral content of the water. So you've, although it seems to have, the one thing I would say there, it's gone from one to six, almost in reverse. Yeah. So I would have wanted to, it to have gone the other way around. But that's pretty damn impressive that's from a, a scan of the label. How good would that be if that was on every pub trip up and down the country? That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. To, to be able to have that. I mean, that's a fucking geek stream, isn't it? That is. And wouldn't you like to link that to Untapped so you could call that... I was going to say, that, that's... that's okay. <laughs> okay, now I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, see, that's what I was going to say. Uh, on its own, no, not really, because if you're in a pub... I mean, what are you going to do with that information? You're going to save it on your screen and come back to it later. But if you're able to transfer that to your untapped list or your untapped checking... Or any saving... Oh, yeah, apparently, apparently there are other rating websites. Just, just not even to that. that. Just keep it as a record and save it to your phone. Um, it is very geeky. It, it is, but for, for those that crave... Geek and information. Yeah. I'm just seeing if the untapped work, scanner works with it. I thought you were going to try that. As, as well. So anyway, what, is it, what you're doing now? What, what do you think of the beer? Oh. oh, Steve is pulling a happy surprise no. face at the moment. Was that too early? Uh, no, my phone froze. Oh, let's try again. Um, for me, 
looking at the Bears steeples if I was trying desperately to get this QR code okay um, untap- um I've got to be honest I'm not enjoying it okay I am enjoying it I really enjoying the drying and the bitterness as well especially now it's very bitter I'm really enjoying that I can't serve taste I was too busy reading the information <laughs> the scanner on untap didn't work because it obviously only scans barcodes See, I'm, does it? I'm enjoying the bitterness. It's it's a proper cutting bitterness, mm. and it is it is full of that. It's full of lemon and citrus, and it finishes really dry. Yeah, as, as see, well. I really like that. It cuts just dead. Yeah. Um. Uh, again, though, could I? I might have been able to manage a bottle of it. Would I want another one? Probably not. I'd, I'd probably have have the one and, and be happy with it. I could easily do a bottle, maybe two, or if it were on keg. I mean, it's but interesting that it's it's obviously coming as an IPL. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what they mean by hybrid IPL because you know IPL being a hybrid of yeah. anyway. Yeah, and it's what is it? Four point five percent. So it's not it's not big ABV. No, and we've certainly seen IPLs that. Are a lot higher in their yeah. ABV. Camden IHL was save six, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's slightly the nose is resonant. That now, now it's settled down. I'm getting. It does very much remind me of the IHL, the, the Camden. Mm. I don't think it's as. It, it's not as drinkable as the IHL. Oh, goodness, no, no. I check Camden I mean, IHL. Easy, that one, easy one of their imminently smashable. That yeah. is. You could drink that. Dangerously too. smashable at yeah. 6.2. And we actually did. Yes, <laughs> when that was launched, we yeah. properly went to town on that one. Um, I mean, I, I've got to say, I, I love the concept. It's, it, it's maybe... It's, I don't think it's going to be for mainstream drinkers, though, is it? No, it's, it, it's not. But Are you hesitating to say style over substance? No, I'm not hesitating because to say... that's exactly where I'd put it. I think the beer's better than the blockchain information oh, I was going to say is it a gimmick it, uh, is, is that what they're, where they're trying to pitch See, it for me it's completely the reverse yeah but I, mean, I guess you know starting point for all of these things is do you enjoy the beer so if you don't enjoy the beer or it's not to your liking then straight away there is going to be that element of style over substance for me the beer does enough for me but I don't care so much about the QR code I have to just say there's nothing wrong with this beer it's just not for me yeah well, it's, I mean, you've, I've got to say, once, once you've done the QR code once, um, I'm not. If, if I was to pick up another bottle that had a different best before date on it, could I be that interested to do the whole QR code thing again? Probably not. It's a lot of, it is actually a lot of information to take in. It's and, it is, it's, and it's a great amount of information. As, as, well, as if well. we're talking about technology and we're sort of regard to this, to call up that beer and if you could link it into somewhere that you would store beers that you'd had before, to look up that you had this on X, Y, and Z just by scanning a QR code, this is what you thought of it, this is what's different yeah. about it, that would... Yeah, I probably only need, that the, I probably only need the headlines you read out. I'm not bothered about the number of the bottle. I'm not bothered about Jack and Jill who brewed oh, it. Oh, see, there. I quite like the number of the bottle because that took me back to the days when you used to collect does numbered it, vinyl. Does it not make it more human by knowing who's, who's no. made it? No. 
Not for me. Does it not make it a more personable experience? No. I. You're not thinking of. You are actually taking a mental note of the brewing process. No. And the brewer actually wants you to be involved in that. No. So I'd, I'd be no quite handy if that was bottle number ten thousand and it'd been done on the bottling line because I like the beer. Brewed and bottled by robots. No. Oh, I'm quite happy. It's bottled by robots if it works. The beer. The beer's nice. Fine. By me. Because I think at some point, if you if you upscale, you're going to lose that bit anyway. If you get any good, it ain't going to be Tom anymore, is it? Ain't going to be Jack and Jill, whoever it might be. That's going to go anyway. It's going to be someone pressing the button. Yeah, it's going to be the name of the robot. So, final thoughts on that bit, then, Justin. We'll come to you first on this one. Um, it was it was okay. It was it wasn't. Do you know it wasn't a bad beer, but it wasn't for me. What a hybrid! I'm still no clear as to what a hybrid IPL. IPL is. Well, that, that's the um, one piece of information that it didn't tell you. No. Like, what what makes it a hybrid IPL? Because I'm quite happy what an IPL is. Yeah. Or are they saying that? Well, what's the hybrid? Bit? Are, they, are they saying because I don't know? Are they saying that the fact that it's an IPL makes it the hybrid? Ma- that, but then you don't need makes it its hybrid. But you don't need the word hybrid, do you? The thing is, though, that information's on your QR code and on the bottle anyway. Mm. Why do you need to put the word hybrid? Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's a nice idea, but like they say, I mean it was it was great to see it work once. Would I do it again? Well, let's put it this way: probably not. If we all absolutely hated the beer, then straight away I reckon we'd just be saying that's that's just a gimmick. The thing is, though, I wasn't fussed by the beer, but I quite like that. So I don't know what that says about me. What did you think? Your final thoughts on the beer, Steve? I probably enjoyed it more as it went further down the glass, actually. I think initially it was... um, uh, The the bitterness was almost too much to contend with in it. It was almost overly bitter. And I I think if you're presenting that to um, someone who's a mainstream lager drinker, and you're saying, oh, try this, this is what, you you know, lagers can taste like... I think that might be a bit a bit of a step too far for them. I can see that. But certainly as it spent a bit more time in the glass and as it went down the glass, it became a lot easier to drink. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know, I might be able to do one or two of those in an evening, but I'd, I'd soon be looking for something that, that was giving me a bit more in terms of flavour. No, I think if you had a few more, uh, I think that's the kind of beer that would grow in you, yeah. as you have, because of that dry, bitter finish as well. Maybe. I mean, I'm not not gonna I'm not gonna put it down. I, I, you know, it's an interesting concept, and it'd be interesting to see if the brewery does other beers and does the same traceable yeah. thing. Yeah. So, just one thing before we move on to the next beer. So, was this the guys who this wasn't a brewery themselves who made this beer, was it? No, I, I think it's it's actually the guys who are behind Island Craft Beers. I, th- I think this is their first step into actually brewing beer so this was them wanting to do everything but they've want they've, everything they want to have about beer put into practice yeah basically so probably if you looked on the Island Craft Beers website you would find these people as people yeah yeah. I, I, I would have thought so so it's the guys we met yeah at Dublin last year weren't it? yeah but even where, when I was scanning through where the QR code sent me, there were profiles of people or not, so all the names I was mentioning. What I'm going to do is I'm, I've, I've scanned the bottle again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to copy the website address that the scan's given me, 
and I'll include that in the show notes. So, okay. so if, if people want to do their own exploration through the beer that we've just drunk, then they should be able to click on the link and, and have their own look at it. So we've moved on to beer number three, and this is uh, from the Cheshire Brew House, and this one is called Loopy as a Toucan. And I'm not going to say anything else about it yet, apart from it's very lively in the glass. It is, and you, you were giving me shit for the, the, for the way you were pouring it. Yeah, it's not my fault that they all came out with massive heads, by the way. That's um, incredibly floral. Yeah, it's massively floral on the nose. Tropical, yeah. tropical fruits just kicking around the edges. Okay, so because Justin said he hasn't, he's not drinking many pale ales and IPAs, we've got an IPA. <laughs> I didn't say I'm not drinking any. Um, we're just going to up your count for January. Okay. So this is a 5.8%. This is an IPA. Uh, Loopy as a toucan IPA. This edition has been hopped with Cascade, Motueka, Summit, Bravo and Warrior. Not very familiar with Warrior. Just, just a few hops then. And dry hopped. Oh, okay, more. <laughs> with a, a bit more Cascade and a bit more Summit. Okay. Enjoy fresh. Um, very, very tropical on the, on the nose. Very floral on the nose and very tropical on the flavour. I know that Loopy is spelled L-U-P-Y. Yeah. And I've got to say, the colours on that bottle lend, lend themselves to telling you it's a tropical beer. Yeah. Yes. As, as well, we've got some... Toucan maybe a dead giveaway. Well. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the big picture of the bird on the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Guinness. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, is that the only reason that I'm allowed to use toucan is because Guinness don't use it anymore? Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure whether Guinness actually... Were they ever able to trademark a bird? No, I'm sure they would have tried. Maybe in relation to beer, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, did you know uh, Crisping Malt Group has been, is the ones who, it's their malt that's used in this one, it says on the bottle. Uh, natural, unfiltered and unpasteurised beer containing live yeast. Best served chilled. Be sure to have a glass ready when opening. It may be lively. See? It you, wasn't just my... It wasn't, just you terrible pouring. pouring. I don't know, my initial thoughts are I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, so am I. Big bit this up front, and then those tropical fruits just ease in down the side mm. of your palate, and they're just mangoes, and I've got a bit of grapefruit, and I've got a bit of melon, and oh, it's just lovely. Fruit salad tube. Yeah, it really yeah. is. That's what it reminds me of. Mm. And smell as well. Now that, to me, Although I'm getting all those flavours, I'm getting that bitterness. doesn't taste like a 5.8 to me. It doesn't taste 5.8. So the one thing that instantly springs to mind with this, and I know that Cheshire Brewhouse, one of their specialities is, is brewing craft um, cask beer. On cask. As well. Oh. That would be ridiculously smashable as a cask yeah. beer. I don't think you'd even have to have the ABV as high. It was on I, I would as well. take it at, at that because I just think that the all of the flavours that that's going on in there, all of the bitterness that's going on in there, you put that in cask, it's just going to soften all of that, mm. and it's just going to make it so more rounded, and then you're you're just going to drink that like, yeah. almost like water. Because I mean, this is you know, I suppose this does this this would probably qualify as camera says it's relayed in a bottle. Yeah, and it? it's good not to see that symbol on there. <laughs> <laughs> Because, do you know what? We're not idiots. We know what live yeast means. It means it's a mine in the bottle. Yeah. yeah. 
And for me, that is about as close then you're going to get to the cask out of the bottle, and that's tasting wonderful, I reckon. That is, that is really good. Yeah. That's one of those beers now. 500 milliliter bottle, so we've stepped up in size. We have, yeah. Not something you see every day. Becoming less yeah. so these days. The 500, the 500 ml bottle. In fact, most of my bottles at home now are usually the 330s. I, I, I think they're 330s or 750s. They're I, more, more fridge door friendly. Yeah. yeah. I think the only 500 mils I've literally got at the moment are probably a few bottles of Adam's Broadside. Yeah, because yeah, I got given Adams a few times over Christmas, so Adams come in the 500s. Sometimes I think I forget about them because they're a bit more tall and narrow. Yeah. Aren't they? This is like a very traditional. It's an old fashioned 500 isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, I'm going to ask you the question then. Would you pick that off the shelf? Based on everything it says and the way it looks. I've got to say, I don't think I would. Because I, I, I find that the, the label. Is it just a little bit garish for me? Put, puts me off a little bit, um, and I'd maybe read that list of hops and just question whether there was maybe too much in there. And oh, I'd, 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 I would, I would definitely question it. I think that the, the two can bit might make me think oh, someone's just throwing a bird on the front kind of thing as well. Yeah, to make it a little bit more colourful. What, what about you, Justin? Um, I wouldn't have got as far as picking it up. Picking it up, I would have just. Scan stroke straight across. I would have looked at that. Loopy is a two good. What the hell is that all about? The McDonald's is there. Yeah. I in fact would have looked elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm I'm the same. So all three of us would have missed out on this beer. Yeah. In fact, every other beer we've had tonight and the ones we're gonna have, this is the least likely than the ones I would have picked up. And so far I'm really enjoying it. Mm. It is it is really flavoursome. Um, there's, I've just I've just taken another sip and I'm just getting so much chocolate. But does it, that that you know going go, I know we because we often don't talk about things like branding, do we? No. Because other podcasts do it as well and do it very well. And we don't really touch upon that. But all three of us have said the same thing. I think it's a shame because we would have gone straight past it and, and we would have missed out on yeah, a fantastic. We all would have missed out. Yeah. yeah. And we've all agreed so far. Yeah, it's a fantastic beer. I'm making mine last, but I could have finished this already. I'd see, I, as opposed to the last two, I'm not hanging around with this one because it's it's just ticking all of the boxes. That is absolutely me. delicious. It's so for a. I mean, I don't know that much about Cheshire. We'll come on to them, but this just all all of it smacks as a, a very traditional brewery. That beer is anything but traditional. It is a very traditional brewery. Um, like I say, a little bit of background. They're a microbrewery, so, so they've not got massive output. Um, established in um, 2012, and um, Shane actually sent us across a, f- a few beers to try. So this is the first of four uh, of Shane's beers that, that we're about to try. It's a damn good start. It's a very good start. <laughs> this is this is set the bar. <laughs> it has set the bar high. now, but I'm I don't know. Does, does this mean I need to change my buying habits? Or my tasting habits. And what, uh, what, to not be put off by the label? Yeah, because on cask, if I'd seen this on cask, I'd pro- I may well have given it a chance, especially if it had been at a beer festival, because I wouldn't have seen the label. So it just would have been, I would have seen a 5.8% gravity IPA. And I would have thought, actually, compared to some of the things at the beer festival, it's probably quite a good shout. Yeah. But if I saw, if the pump kit was the same as the label, would I have walked past that as well? I've had a few beers from Cheshire Brewhouse before because I know I know they've been on at, at the Owl House in the past, um, and it's always been a brewery that I've always gone for because uh, I've just always kind of associated them with 
uh, uh, there's there's quite a lot of chat on Twitter about how good the beers are coming out of there. So it's one of those beers I've always gone for by that recommendation. But you would have bypassed the bottle still. But I would have bypassed the bottle because I just the, the colours just don't work. So it's the colours, the five hundred mil, the, the, the blue, shape. the blue, the, the turquoise and the pink, and the toucan just aren't working but together. But would you pick up a can of Beavertown Lupuloid, which is purple? With bright colours, probably would actually. Yeah, and and actually, now you said that, it's almost exactly the same colours. Same colours as as, as, as lupuloid. It's exactly what I thought. Yeah, well, I, well. I don't think you compare the two labels. No, no but I'm just saying, colour, just on the colours. Colour wise, it is. Colour wise, we where Steve was saying that because, partly because of the bright and garish colours. Yeah, lupuloid is about as bright and garish as you can get. See, what's interesting, you said fruit salad. If you look at the colours there, they're red and of a fruit salad. Yeah. If, if, if you had to ask me what right. colours I was tasting, it would be every colour that's in that label. Absolutely right. Right now. Maybe apart from the black that's uh, of, of the bird itself, but or the, 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 the green, the red, yeah. the yellow, the pink, the, the, the blue, it's all there. It's as black as my soul now, I realise I would have passed this. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the, and, and that's the thing, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I, I literally would have walked past that beer in the shop yeah. and not given it a second glance. And what a beer I would have missed out on as a result. So we, we would have dismissed it, to coin a phrase, as the book by its cover. We would have judged it by its cover. And I think... So does that say more about the cover or more about us? But, but what does it say about experience of drinking beers that look like that? And I think that t- tells you quite a lot where you pick up, in quotes, a novelty beer, thinking, well, it might be all right, and it's let you down massively. Whereas this is the absolute complete opposite. Yeah. But does that mean it's paid for those, say, your eight out of ten, which have been a bit ropey? No, because I'm going to look out for this and buy the hell out of it. Because it's absolutely fantastic. Because to tell you where you were, in my head, where I would picture seeing some of these would have been when you go to the garden centre. I yeah, was just thinking that. And yeah. they had the beer section there. And it was one of the, and credit where credit's due, six, seven years ago, it was one of those places where you go to a garden centre and you did see beers from like, Strewed and places like that. It's like, never heard of these guys. And I pick up a few, or someone might remember that and buy you one of those, like, you know, selection box, three of them, or something like that. That's where I picture, and again, I'm sure where, you know, anyone who knows Cheshire might pull me out. That's where I would picture seeing this, and then I'd walk past it. And it, but occasionally in those, you'd get one that only just come in or wasn't yeah. to the range, and you'd hit lucky. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? When you were somewhere different and out, I'm going back 15 years, well, probably not even that much. How old was my daughter? My daughter was 14 yesterday. When she was young, so I'm going back 12, 13 years, and we'd go on holiday. That's the sort of beer I would have bought that beer then. Yeah, I'd buy it if I was somewhere local to where it was being sold. So it was a garden centre, which isn't somewhere I visit very often for anyone who knows me. Um, <laughs> and I was in that area, then I might think, oh, I'm in the local area, I'll pick up a couple, especially if, if say like you, with young family, you may not be hitting quite so many pubs later on in the evenings to try a few beers, perfect opportunity. But if this was something I saw now in a shop, not so young family, but yeah. I would probably bypass it. Yeah, exactly right. And I, I would have missed out on the trade. The thing is though, if I was on a holiday near Congleton, I may have bought it. Yeah. But that is the only time that I would have bought it. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, you know, where, where we're recording, and thanks again to the guys at Christian Shenfield, they do have... So, so Brent would do bottles like this. Mm-hmm. I would go through new Brentwood beer a lot of the time, partly because they're local, partly because I know them, same as you, Justin, same as you, Steve. But if this had been beside the Brentwood beers, I probably still would have gone past it. So do I need to change something about what I do? I, I, I am sitting here wondering, pouring the next beer, um, if, if we, whether that's the three of us around this table, whether that's the collective we, need to change our buying habits mm. in terms of maybe it's not all about what the label looks like. Maybe sure. it's actually about what's, what's gone into making that bit. I've had it with pubs before where I've judged a pub either by the outside or by people I've seen going, coming in and going out and gone, no, not going. And then for whatever reason, I've ended up going in and thought, yeah, I got this wrong. Mm. Sometimes you're right, don't get me wrong. You are something, but there was a couple of times, there was one pub in battle once, I judged it completely wrong. When I went in there, the beer was well kept, the beer was well served, the publicans were nice, the people were nice, the food was fantastic, and I almost didn't finish. And I've got a big appetite. Interesting. I wonder which pub it was, because I went to battle last year. Shepherd Neem, I'm on the high street. I, um, it's pretty untapped, exactly, so I won't be able to remember it's That's name. exactly, the, yeah, we went in there, and exactly what you said. We were looking for somewhere to eat. There used to be a fantastic uh, Belgian place. They did Belgian, Belgian beer and that, which is now long since closed, I gather. And we were looking somewhere to eat. Back up the high street. This is a pub. Let's go in it hit it right just like you yeah sometimes it just happens yeah next week on the pubs of battle (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll be covering the place on the corner (laughs) which used to be a Belgian cafe before the next beer overwhelmingly the last beer loved it we we're all big fans of that loved it real shame we only had one bottle split between three of us yeah in my head on cask that's a night that's I, I could drink that all night long. I am mm. that too, Kins. That's not you. Don't even get a drum roll for that. I'm somewhere mixing that, and then I'd like to go somewhere else. But if if you were in a position where you were you were in a pub for an evening. You weren't going anywhere else. If I was incompetent, and that was the best beer, that and it was that, and that was that was it. And for example, young family on holiday, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be all right. You could yeah. do, you no could problem. carry on, can you? Yeah, no problem. really. I said, in, really in my head, stuff. I'm thinking, that's what it was like in the bottle, live version in the bottle. Then the cast version for me, like you said, just soften some of those little bits out, give it a little bit of extra body, some great carbonation on it, be laughing, be delicious. Yeah. Do that if I was on holiday at 5.8%, it wouldn't be an all right beer. You, 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 it's one of those you could drink all night but you're then going to feel that in the yeah be yeah. a good night though it would be a great night <laughs> so so as I was saying fourth beer fourth beer again from the Cheshire Brew House um, this is Govinda which is the Chevalier edition at 6.8% it's a night India Pale Ale that's all I'm going to say about it for now okay I think we need to taste it and, and then we need to, to get into the discussion on, on this one cheers, cheers. I'm really looking forward to this Tell you what, it's a lovely colour in the glass, isn't it? Yeah. That sort of orange colour. Yeah. Oh, it's got an incredible nose on it. There's there's almost some 
I'm getting some dark fruits on, on the nose with that. Have you ever put um, peaches, apricots on a barbecue? Drizzled in honey? No. That. It's not meat. No, because the only thing that goes on barbecue is meat. Meat. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> fish. Even that's push. Okay, you've got a good pen at home. Put it on. Uh, no. I'm going to take your word for it, but no. A little bit of Denmark sugar? Dark. Uh, that, that I can get, and maybe that's probably maybe part of the colour as well. Yeah, I've got serious amounts of apricots. I'm definitely getting some sort of stoned fruit, if that makes sense. Or fruit with stones in it. <laughs> stoned fruit. <laughs> <laughs> high, fruit high on drugs. Yeah. yeah. No, no wonder I love it. It's stoned fruit. A stone fruit, thank you. Usually, usually by the time I have it out of tin, they've removed the stone. Yeah, yeah, plums, I've got. Mm. Oh, do you know I've not had it yet, and I'm just, I could, it's one of those beers that I could sit and smell for a while. Well, I tell you, you can't on doing that when I drink. Well, this is this is sort of okay. beer that my wife goes, "Are you ever going to drink that bloody thing?" <laughs> well, well, while you're smelling it, you're drinking it. I'll talk about it. Six point eight percent. It doesn't taste it. That's what? the first thing I'm no. going to say. It, it goes. It tastes nowhere near that ABV. Nowhere near it at all. I mean. But it's, it is a very different feel to the loopy. It the is. The loopy is all that hop forward stuff that people have come to know and love over the last five, six, seven years, isn't it? This is so well balanced, mm. this beer. This is delicious. So so just to say a little bit about what's on, so before we go into too much more detail about this one and maybe the next one as well, this is a... Uh, Brewed to a recipe dating from the early 1800s. Right, I'm just going to stop there, okay? So this was a beer around in the early 1800s. So a recipe, yeah. 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 So I wonder how similar it was. I mean, it says, Govinda is a homage to the highly hot pale that was shipped to India to slake the first English Raj. Okay, so most people know the backstory of the IPAs and pale ales that were transported over to India through all the hops in it, so that by the time it got there, it still tasted like beer. Yeah. As a very basic summary. But, does that mean that us in England, the UK, we're getting beers like this or not? Or was it only for export? I, oh. We were getting them as well. Because if they were getting anything like this, then there's a whole period of time where we went backwards. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. This is just fantastic. Well, I've, I've just noticed, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the bottle, holding it up, it's got a, a best before date of the 30th of December 2019. So bearing in mind this was brewed at the tail end of 2017. It's got roughly two years. You, you don't see that on an IPA these days. So this is, is a homage, so does that mean it's not an exact replica of a, a beer? It's, it's not, now this is, in, it's what you'd label as kind of heritage brew in, in, in terms of the, the the ingredients that's gone into it and the thought that's gone into it as well. And Shane, that there is a link. Um, I'm gonna, again, I'll put it in the show notes. There's there's a blog on uh, Cheshire Brew House's website that, that that speaks all about this this beer in particular and the process that Shane went through. But basically, the headlines from from that that post are. That this is um, it's a beer that's that, that's very different to anything brewed 
under the IPA badge today. And, and when he first brewed it in 2014, it was a personal experiment to try and recreate a lost taste of the past. And he's hoping that he's come as close as possible to that goal. Um, he got the malt in, in 2014 and then spent over five months researching the history of the malt and the brewing methods employed when it was used on a daily basis to make beer. And that's and what the malt is, is Chevalier? Yes, that's, so, that's the malt, that's, that's not the hop. That's so, we're, 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 so the, although it's called Govinda IPA Chevalier edition, normally something edition would normally be the hop yeah, these this, days, wouldn't it? This is, this is all about the malt. This is the malt edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was brewed to try and replicate an authentic 1830s Burton-upon-Trent parallel. Tried to manufacture it as an authentic a process as he can, so trying to replicate an authentic Victorian beer. So Chevalier... Um, can I just yeah? clarify that Victoria didn't come to the throne until 1841? Oh, that's... No, I'm, it was 1836. 1836, was it? But it mm. I'm reading... Basically, the stuff from the website. This is a, yeah. This I mean, is 1830s. You can still be you can still be Victorian time. I just mentioned going to carry on 1824 later on. Once they do bit. <laughs> so Chevalier barley um, originated as a land race variety, uh, which was discovered growing in the corner of a field in Suffolk around 1824 by a farm labourer working for the Reverend Chevalier. Uh, mm. The labourer could see that the barley was a very strong variety, quite different than their usual crop. Uh, it was then developed into one of the first named varieties of malt from the seedlings of that very plant. Um, it was found to be fantastic for, for using beer and soon dominated the market because of its superior flavour and aroma. It was grown once again in um, as one of the main varieties of barleys for beer up until 1934 when a more agro-economical crop took over and production ceased. Um, Chevalier, uh, these days, Chevalier has been brought back to life by Dr. Chris Rideout and his team at the John Innes Institute. It's a very different beast to, to today's malt varieties. It is much more aromatic, full-bodied, full-flavoured than the modern power malt varieties available today. Um, so it's, this beer is brewed only with Chevalier malt, East Kent Golden Tops, Cheshire Water and their own house strain of yeast. Now that's very interesting, it's EKG, the hops, because I've, I've tasted a lot of East Kent Goldings I've been down to, um, I suppose they've been green hops, but the malt adds such an extra character to that. It's just what I was going to say. I would, if someone had said to me this was based on East Kent Golding hops, I would have gone, nah. I would never agree with that, yeah. Well, it, well you see, the resident characteristics of EKG are lemon, and honey and light citrus. Yeah, but do you think that maybe normally, a little cloying? I don't think that honey. normally comes out though. In a lot of the beers I've had with EKG hops, I don't think that normally comes out. I suppose it's there. Is that because yeah, of the yeast bit, and the malt that's bit, been bit used? Bit of straw, bit of earth in there, yeah. bit of wood in there, maybe. That's, that's what I'm getting more. The thing is, though, yeah. I, I tend to drink EKGs only as green hop beer because that's the way I like it. I don't tend to like it as it gets an older. But I'm not getting that. And interestingly, with this, and it's very unusual, and I can't think of another beer that makes me think of this, I can taste biting into a grain of well, barley, as you like, and you know the feeling when you bite into it, it bursts over, mm-hmm. you get that sort of dry, biscuity flavour. I've got that with that. See, I'm not, I'm not getting the biscuit, and I quite like I'm not getting that malty biscuit yeah. flavour. 
Normally, that's for me. That's one of the main characteristics of a strong malt body in a in a beer. Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's, it's very very light in the finish on this because one, I'm not what I the initial taste. I've not had any. I had a big sip to start with because those stone foods were banging it out for me, and I've not touched it. I've been listening to you reading. I've not touched the beer since, and that's when it came on. And I've, I've almost sort of forgotten those stone fruit flavours. And now, we mentioned it again, I went, I'm going to go back in it, and it's almost going to be a surprise to me again. I mean, it's, it's, all, like it's all about those stone fruit flavours. Yeah. That's what I'm getting about. But it's, it's the, the, the things that are really jumping out on me are, it's, it, it's really balanced in yeah. terms of all those flavours are, are working together so well. It's got so much body to it as, as well. It's not... Not a, by no means is it a thick beer, but there's there's lots of body. No, it's not, but it's not it's not none of that cloyingness. No, no, and it's not like drinking water no. either. You you know you're drinking something. You know you know it's a you know it's a, a full bodied beer. Yeah, it's got a little bit of bready quality to it. Um, sort of earthy bready, like a more in substance. Well, it's hard to clarify. Um, yes, slightly, but also I don't know if you ever. A really good stone ground bread. I mean, fresh as hell um, from a local producer. Someone who really cares about where they're getting their thing for grounded down. It's that. It's just soaks round and sinks in round the side of my cheeks, and it's just the whole thing. I'm just. I just love the dry finish as well. The dry finish, yeah. but it, the, unlike one of this, unlike one of the earlier beers, the dry finish doesn't cut off. It just stays yeah. and then slowly dies. To that point where you go, I need to have some more. That's it. It's almost in a in a really good way. It kind of coats your mouth, and it, it doesn't just dissipate straight away. It's there for a while, mm. and it's it's taking a taking a while to go. And then by the time it's gone, you're like, oh, I'll just have a little bit more of that. Yeah, and I'll just have a little bit more of that. And if someone served that to you in a pint, you'd you be now then ordering that second one you would drain it yeah and and that's one that you are going to feel tomorrow morning at that oh yeah be, you know, we, we that's, more, that's more drinkable than the first one yeah we, we, we drink about sessionable being yeah. you know if people were drinking this in the early 19th century early to mid 19th century what the hell happened yeah when, more, where, more, where did we lose that yeah more to the point how did we conquer 25% of the world <laughs> <laughs> if we were drinking this all the time yeah. Because we gave it to the Raj, so then we go, yeah, Raj, I have an English beer, and we just stand outside <laughs> and just come out and go, they fall oh, over. No, yeah. no but you're, you're right, but that's what I'm saying, that's what I said at the start. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was taking the, the pee maybe slightly, but. And I think, you know, talking about heritage brews, and obviously you and I have both talked about the fact that we've invested in um, Steve at B Nouveau, what he's yes. aiming to do yeah. over the next year to two years, etc. And I think it may have been Steve who said it. Uh, no, no one's doing anything new. No. I would never have guessed, again, blind tasting, put this in a glass, and if someone had done it and said, well, this is based on a tw- recipe from the 1820s or something, it would have gone... It would have blown me away. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I would have gone, no, this is five, six years ago, someone's come up with this brand new hop. And it was not. We're talking about... No, we're not talking about a brand new hop. East Kent Goldings is hardly new. We're talking about malts here. We're talking about malt, which is almost 200 years old as well. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Just, it's just, this is just an amazing bit. It's, it's okay. absolutely incredible. The, the thing is, though, there probably is nothing new in beer. No. You would say. 
apart from obviously there's new variety, new yeah. methods of production. What we lost here is post-war or pre-war and particularly during the war, post-war with um, First World War as well with the Beer Act and um, it's the way it's it's been dumbed down, mechanisation, yes we can produce this more cheaply and this, that and everything else. And look what we're missing. So comparing it to the first beer, I'm going to go back to the branding here. What do you think of the branding for this, this beer? I would be more attracted to this branding because it's black and white. Ditto. Justin? It says, I mean, the very name itself plus the um, Sanskrit on the front says to me this is going to be an Indian beer. So this would attract me to it. And the Chevalier edition would attract me to it because no, it's a mould and so on and so forth. And anything that has that, that bottle would have been picked up straight away. Do you know what? I would, at the moment, obviously you've got one more to come from these guys but at the moment if a case of 12 or four of each of these were available I'd be buying it <laughs> I, I, I actually think they might be on on the, the website I might be ordering because yeah, I mean that's that's, that's incredible I mean the, the next one we're going to move on to is is again um, Govinda but this is um, with a different variety of malt this time so this is with organic plumage archer Right, that means nothing to That's me. plumage. I, I, was, I was wondering. <laughs> what one for the pronunciation fans there. Yeah. <laughs> well, reducing that outtake DVD. <laughs> yes, indeed. First show of the year and we're already fucking everything up. Um, it's just the way we roll. So shall I, shall I read a little bit about this while you're, you're, while you're pouring? <coughs> yeah, not, there wasn't as much available. No, but this, I mean, but so the plumage archer is a barley that was grown from 1905 to around about 1953. Um, both beers are around the 120 IBU. Oh, see, now I didn't get that from no, the first one. I didn't get it from the first one. I was quite shocked about it, actually. Um, the plumage has been hocked with Ernest, Early Keyworth, and Jester. I had a bit more poetic license on that one. I was going to say Jester's a new Jester's hop, a fairly new one, but Ernest and Early Keyworth, um, I don't know if you two are familiar with that one, that, those two hops mean nothing to me. Never come across them. Um, but the base recipe and method of production are the same otherwise. So basically the beers have started out as the same. And they've, they've, they've just been used... They've sort of gone in different yeah, ways, which yeah. is a bit similar to how um, Fuller's Brew, Chiswick, ESB and London Pride, isn't the, it? The party guy. It starts at the same yeah, yeah. and then it splits off, doesn't it? So it sounds like a similar thing, but I never got the 120 IBUs. Never got that off of that first one. There's, there's, if, if, if There was hardly any bitterness to it at all. No, there was a, there was a bitter end with that long dry bit after that but yeah. I wouldn't have got the 120 IBU that's amazing no maybe I don't know maybe it's the, the malt that's softening that I don't know but I mean so we've got the next one so uh, yeah crack in cheers I mean the cheers. first thing I'm going to say about this is Lighter visually color. it looks like it is a completely different beer the, the, the last one it, it was a little I'm going to say there was a little haze in there or very little yeah, very little but it was it, this, this is almost lagering this just looks like a lager this is lagering colour. Yeah. See, I would say, and then put this to my nose as well. If you just put that down in front of me in a pint glass, I'd say, you can put me a gold nail for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bit shout. I would have, I have done a little bit of research into the hops. The, the early keyword I've heard of before 
Um, so I did a little bit of research earlier. Um, That's why you invited you. Well, yeah. while we're in here, that, that, that sort of intrigued me. Early Keyworth named after um, Dr. W. Did Keyworth, who um, was a researcher and was rushed into production um, due to um, its um, resonance against um, the vermicillium wilt, which was devastating hop binds in Kent in the 1940s. Um, it was quite resistant, but it did tend to fall out of favour as other hops take over. Now, the earnest hop is very interesting. Um, and I think Charles Farron website for this. Um, it's named after Professor Ernest Salmon, who um, was working adapting hops and was considered a poor, listen to this, you'll love this, a poor substitute to Fuggles. Life <laughs> gets better, it gets better. That's not possible. Due <laughs> to its strong, coarse American aroma. Now, <laughs> this was in the 1960s. What that meant in the 1960s, I don't really know what a strong, coarse American aroma. I but should course was thrown in there as a bit of a... Yeah, but in the 1960s, I mean, surely the Americans had gone more mainstream and macro than we had. Yeah, I think there was a bit of rebellion against Americanisation and that sort of thing. Yeah, but... Oh, I'm amazed by that. So, so, you so think American, just need to... You've got to not think American now, Hops. It's... But it, it what might American... Who's to say that the, the earliest hop back in the 60s wasn't the UK's version of Citra? Yeah. What do you think that someone went up? What do we think is that? an American shit. Yeah. Well, I don't know what <laughs> was coming over. Yeah. I assume it was um, processed things, but slightly, highly flavoured. I know that sort of thing. So perhaps that's what it is. But it was considered a poor substitute to Fuggles. <laughs> Oh my! Back in the sixties, if it wasn't hot with fuggles, then it wasn't a beer. <laughs> if you know what, I've had some very good beers on the fuggles. Um, I've had a few ish. So, what, but that's just a, that's a, that's a phrase that blows my head. Yeah. So is that, is that why they called it after his first name rather than his second name? Because usually you call Tank after. You wouldn't call it Sam. No, Sam. No. I think it'd be quite good, wouldn't it? Sam Hop. I think the salmon hop gives the whole new. I think that's um. I think I think it's before you you give some tasting notes. I think it's interesting that they've also used jester in it, which is a very very new mm. English hop, um, which is supposed to have flavours that that you get from the American hops. Yeah, but more. Aren't they saying about jester? Just have been that bit more balanced as well. Yeah, because um, Adams have brought one out, haven't they? And again. Again, one of those sort of hops which is a little bit new but isn't going to quite blow your head yeah, off, is it? Yeah. But for the better. previous beer, I would, I would consider that possibly we had that anyway. I would agree with you. And what we, what we didn't do was utilise our malts correctly. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, I just found, I mean, what, so what I was about to say, what, what do you think about this one now? So... I mean, I mean it's, I think it's vastly I mean they it's completely different beers. apparently it started at the same beer but it hasn't yeah. ended up as the same beer yeah. I mean I this is like this is like twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito these are two very different beasts what I like it doesn't they say I'm still getting on the on the site and on the I would go 
Gold nail, lemon, mm, yeah, whatever. This is more interesting, more engaging. Yeah, I'm not getting <laughs> um, This is interesting me less on the aroma than the first one. Yeah. But once I get tucking oh. into it, I'm loving it. It's almost that there's, you've got to get below the crust. And as yeah. soon as you get under that, it just blows my head off. Yeah, there's, there's all these citrus fruits going on, and then I think you do get a lot more of that bitterness with this one as, as well. It's a, a really lasting, bitter finish. And the body's different as well. Yeah, it's so much lighter. It is lighter, it's not just lighter in colour. I mean, it's only 0.4% it's only on the AV. Yeah, so it's not really much, is yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, the body's different, but it's those aromas stay on your palate yeah. for such a long time. It dries so slowly. and. Considering we had our first beer had honey in it, and I didn't get any of it, this has got no honey in it, I've got masses of it. I'd agree with that. I think there was that yeah. sort of feel of that sort of honey fruit, honey aroma and flavour coming through. Just as, but nothing sickly, nothing sweet, nothing cloying. Again, really well balanced beer. Um, it's just confusing me. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling, hey, there was a whole period of time in, in the UK where we missed out on a whole lot of good beers. It, yeah, it's like, what happened? And, and I know a lot of people are probably going, oh, what needs red barrel? Uh, yeah. But no. it wasn't just them. No, no, but... The thing is, though, did we not find that, yes, there was there were legal implications, we ha- couldn't use, use so much of things, we had to ration, and so on and so forth. But I think what we're not taking into consideration is that people's tastes change over time. And they do that because they're looking for the new thing. And yeah. sometimes the new thing is blander. Because it's easier, it's mass produced, it's more readily available. So rather than doing your home cooking, you're having a microwave meal. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're having, oh, I grew up with this, it's Vesta Curry, or you God knows, I, I don't think I could touch Angel Delight now, but you're Angel Delight. And we've we've started to actually realise that this process stuff isn't doing us any good, and nor really does it taste better. And perhaps the way forward is to look back. Yeah, which is where going so. back to the whole heritage ale yeah. thing, and I think that's what certainly what these these guys are doing it and have done it already. Um, what Steve being of those looking to do, and we tried some of his beers like this, well, roughly this time last year. That he was doing from the wood at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, but that's before he's properly got into doing his heritage. Yeah, um, because he's he's been off also getting more made specifically yeah. for his. Yeah, so that was with the was it Chris Maltings and the malting box. Yeah, together to produce the right kind of malt. Yeah, but again, this is see, again, this is all part of that learning process. When I first started out on the blimey beers, can be a bit different to the usual fare. I thought it was all about hops. And then I started to find out, okay, yeast not only can add different things to it scientifically, but can add flavour and impact the flavour. And then, and and this is recent as well, how much impact malt can have. Yes. And these last two beers we've just had have really illustrated that for me. Interesting you've not mentioned the ingredient that is 90... You're going to say water, aren't you? Absolutely right. I spoke about that last night, and I'm going to tell you why. Because we me and Michelle were watching an episode of Hawaii Five-0, 
And Danny goes, and it's spoilers by the way. I can't, can't wait to see how this links in. Oh, Danny, I've finished watching uh, that. Danny was talking so about making soon. pizza and saying that his uncle had agreed to bottle water from New Jersey to send it over because it had the right mineral content for the perfect pizza pie. And it comes back to the mineral content, which is why, obviously in the 1830s or mid-Victorian period, why a lot of the breweries also opened a second brew place up in Burton because the mineral content was better for pale ale whereas the mineral content for water in London at that time was better for the darker beers until we could do it chemically and scientifically. That's where your link was. Bridget. But you didn't expect that one, did you? I did not at all, no. See, and then they, then they crashed the car and shot people. But, but standard way, Yeah. See, sitting here, where we are in Shenfield, just up the road, um, Great Water, um, South Weald, was where... Mr. Ryan and Mr. Coop used to live. Who Iron Coop, Romford Brewery, opened up a brewery in Burton for that very reason. Because the very content water. But yeah, I the reason why that I don't mention it very often is because I know that these days people can recreate the mineral content of the water to exactly how they want it. But I didn't realise just how much all the other ingredients impacted the flavour. I all started off by just saying Hops was the only thing that flavoured beer. Saying that though, I, I, I do think in this version, I think the hops are maybe a little bit more dominant in terms of what you're getting from the flavour. Whereas I do, I, I really believe the previous version was all about the malt and it was about the, the malt demonstrating, showcasing what it could do. This one I think has got a little bit more of the hop profile coming through and you're, you're getting a lot more of those flavours coming through. It could be, maybe, maybe that's why we're finding it a little bit lighter as well. Yeah, possibly. I mean, but before we go to the next two beers, anyway, all three of these have been a revelation. Yeah, just just in terms, of, if if people want to get their hands on these, as you won't as be able well. to because by the time you hear this, <laughs> we'll have, we'll have bought most of the stock. The, the, all, just the, the organic plumage, plumage, plumage. <laughs> did it wrong again. The organic plumage archer version isn't available to buy on the website, but you can get a box of the Chevalier um, Govinda. For seventy-two pound for twelve beers on, on on the Cheshire Brewhouse website, which is pretty good value, actually for that beer. For that beer at that percentage, five hundred ml bottles. You've got to be happy with that, haven't you? Yeah. So, um, final thoughts on this one? Fantastic. Oh. I think I still prefer the first one, just because I think it had that bit more body, and I can picture it in the cask, just yeah. a little bit easier. And because, as Justin said it at the start. This looks and has that slightly just a, oh, you've given me a golden ale. Oh, we wrong. It does have a slight sweet finish to it as well. We were, we were very wrong with that. Which maybe wasn't present with the first one. Um, I suppose the only thing we probably, bitter. if we'd done it the other way around, we probably, we may have appreciated it just that tad more. I'm not sure actually. No, I would disagree with you as well. <clears throat> I think it, you got, that gave us an element it's they're two completely different beers and I think this element the lighter which is quite interesting but it's got that headier the, the rum is very heady um, compared to the last beer and I don't know it, it just works better this way round I think so I, I, I looking at it I really don't think it would have worked the other way round I'm really okay. struggling to, so I, to phrase this logically yeah um, because I think it would have been because the when light, my brain works it, it doesn't make any sense because 
one that heavy from what we've described people with stone fruit nice big finish multi-end okay what about the third one first the loopy in the middle and then the no, no I, I think it's this worked perfectly. perfectly this one because I think I'm not convinced you two have agreed twice the last minute I think, I, think, I think the loopy worked perfectly as a transition from the previous two beers it started introducing some tropical notes and some, mm. some IPA-ness to, to the proceedings. There's a new word. <laughs> I do then IPA-ness. think the, the Govinda Chevalier worked perfectly after that because it was soft and it was balanced. And then I think what this has done, the, the, the organic plumage archer yeah. edition, um, has just lifted the flavours and it's, it's brought a bit more life to the proceedings. Um, I, I think that was the right order to do them. Okay, I, if I get the chance to try it again, I might do it both ways. Okay, I, it would have actually bottles. been nice to have done them side by side, so almost yeah. in the glass at the same time, and literally trying one, trying the other to see if you could get the similarities. The if you didn't say so blend, oh no, because no, you can't no, do that. They're just, they're just perfect. There. The thing is, yeah. though, those three beers. I'm not um, blending for someone else. Just make the beer. I will, I will pull out. Loopy is the Toucan as one that's a very good beer but doesn't stand anywhere near the last two. No, abs- absolutely not. I think it stands in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. It's an excellent beer, but it's not those two. I probably wouldn't be able to tell you it's on the same brewery if someone had, again, had just passed them to me. But again, it's interesting that the last the, the last two, the two Govindas, you would, you would stop and you would look at that on the shelf and it would do enough to make you pick it off the shelf. Yeah. Purely on the branding point of view, the, the first one you'd still probably just walk past it. Yes, I still would probably walk past the first one, and much that would, would have me, meant I would have missed out on a really good, hot forward modern beer. Yeah, absolutely. And great to see that a brewery is producing that sort of modern beer at the same time as they're producing these beers that of of for all intents and purposes been lost to us or oh, definitely certain elements have been yeah. lost to us yeah so whichever way you look at it something had been lost to us somewhere along the lines yeah okay you've just poured another beer I had poured us another beer while we were doing our last summing up and um, again this is from Cheshire Brew House and this is a, a, definitely a bit of a, t- a turn it's the Conga Tun Ale a wee heavy scotch ale I'll say nothing else about it for now. Okay, cheers. Cheers. I think you need to mention it's oak aged. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get the, I'll say nothing else about it. Yeah, yeah. But you just need to bring it to your nose and you can say it, you can feel it straight away. It is, you, you do, you, you do get. Okay, so surprisingly, this is oak aged. <laughs> no. So this has been um, barrel aged for 12 months in oak casks. This comes out at 6.3%. You get that on the nose straight away. 6.3%. Yeah. Uh, so the Conga Tana so Ale is derived bottom. from the ancient Rebus on the town of Congerton's coat of arms. Conga Leo Tun, a Scotch wee heavy style beer similar to the beers drunk when the ale taster helped sell the town Bible to buy a bear. Sorry. To, to, he sold the town Bible to buy a bear. Yes. 
A Scotch wee heavy style beer, similar to the beers drunk when the owl taste to help sell the town bar to buy a, buy a beer. Okay, I just wanted to double check that the beer wasn't going to be the said, you said the town Bible or the town barber? No, 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 no. I had read it. What did they sell to... They bought a bear. A Bible. What you, want, what you want to know is what happened to the bear, don't you? Well, yeah, everybody wants to know what happened to the bear. Unfortunately, it's a three thirty milliliter bottle, so it hasn't got enough room. Oh. I think it was probably baited by dogs and died. Yeah. So again, this is a is another uh, a beer which is um, unfiltered, unpasteurised beer containing live yeast, maybe lively. Um, it seemed fairly well conditioned. My it's it, come so. out perfectly conditioned. This has there's a there's a lovely almost ruby red hood hue to it. And it's got the, the smallest of almost pure white. The nose is beautiful. What's the yeah. MPB on this? 6.3. It doesn't smell, it smells like a much stronger beer. It does smell yeah. like a stronger beer. It's almost got that uh, Christmas cake vintage ale it's nose to it. You get with oak, it's got raisin on it, masses of raisin. Prunes. Just, just on the nose, I would have put that on a much higher ABB. Yeah. So they've produced a beer here which is not that far off the last two, which we think is heavier. Yeah. And the last two we thought were lighter. <laughs> you don't want to don't want to say about the occasion, which it says on the bottle. But you just have to bring it to your nose and you go, bloody hell, I know what that's Oh uh, yeah, but I'm not getting so much of the oak. I'm getting the barrel. Getting the barrel. But I'm not getting so much of the oak. Yeah. It's the vanilla straight up. I'm not getting so much of that because I think that's a really prominent aroma and flavour sometimes and oh, quite off putting. Bloody is there. Yeah, I'm getting... Smell it. Smell it. You don't need to give me your glass. I've got one here. Smell it like that. Yeah, for the purposes of audio, Justin's yeah. passing his glass to Steve. <laughs> Can you not get those? Get that oak. I'm not really getting as much oak. I'm getting oak. I'm getting, I'm getting vanilla. I'm getting hints of caramel and toffee in there I'm as getting well. caramel and toffee. This oh, is... Yeah, toffee. Because well, I mentioned before, while we were doing a pretty preparation, which may come as a bit of a surprise to listeners, but we do some of that. And I mentioned to Steve that, you know, I often see this kind of, uh, the beer on the Belgian beer list when I'm over in, you know, Brussels and stuff. And um, In terms of the, the, the wee the heavy. Scotch ales. Scotch ales. So maybe not saying wee heavy, but you'll get the Scotch ales. And I was, I have to admit, I was a bit curious as to why, and I was maybe thinking, you know, maybe it's because it's uh, akin to the Double. However, friend of the show, Justin, enlightened us. Yes, um... During the First World War, um, lots of Scottish troops were um, based in Belgium. So, and they brought beers over and re-interacted and um, the Belgian people quite liked them and they wanted to replicate the styles and recipes were passed backwards and forwards. So that's why Belgium has quite a rich brewing tradition of brewing Scotch-style beers. You'll quite see it, um, Sealy brew a Scotch, there's quite a few will have tartans on their, yep. their labels and they're the adopted tartans, so I'm told, I haven't done the research no. into this, of the regiments that were based there oh, or thereabouts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah. But this is, because I find some of those Scotch shows, so I do try them, they're a lot sharper and a lot rougher. Well, obviously they've used the, they've used the ingredients, they've taken the style, but they've used the ingredients that were available to yeah. them. So they haven't imported per se. They've tried to replicate the style with the ingredients. So they will have the yeast that are available to them, the malts that are available to them. And obviously, by listening for what we, we know from tonight, the malts that are available there and then were not the same in the what 1920s 
This is just and when so well rounded. Yeah, I've, I've got to say the last Scotch ale I had was um, topically Brewdog's Santa Paws, which which comes out once a year just before Christmas, and I I struggled to get through a bottle of it because it, it just really wasn't doing it for me. But this would you struggle to get through this? I would drink a bottle of this and the then I would go for another. Uh, there are eleven percent beers that aren't this well rounded and brewed and that that have got the same flavour characteristics maybe thicker body but it's give or take yeah and this is so again this has got two years on it as well so this is December 2019 and so we're effectively having it young you imagine what bottle that's going to taste like in 18 months time it might not it's only it's only 6.3 yeah, it comes back to where's that sweet spot with exactly. these. Maybe we're at the sweet spot with this now. It could just be one of these ones which tastes better young and fresh, but yeah. I know I'm the same as you. I could drink a couple of bottles of these. Easily with this one. And But it, Justin's right. This one feels bigger. In fact, this is one that you would... Uh, I think it's the body that I think that you notice it. But all those other flavours are so packed in yeah yeah. I mean I'd, I'd put this one up there in terms of that kind of the reach for at the end of the night beer mm. it's, it's got that sort of feel exactly that's your finishing beer but yeah. it's, it's 6.3% would be quite nice you, you, you'd be disappointed to be finishing on such a low ABV <laughs> yeah. beer you'd look at it and go oh then but, you, and then you'd go but I'll have another one uh, yeah, yeah but you'd drink it and you'd be like oh yeah I'm going in for another one of those mm. And it's really delicious. Yeah. Well, Cheshire at the moment. We've, we've we, enjoyed all four of those, haven't yeah. we, in their own distinct ways. The, all four have been different. Yeah. Very different beers. Thank you very much, Shane, for sending these well, along. It's astonishing. I thank you guys for inviting me along because I would never, particularly. I'm actually quite gutted to be invited along now. <laughs> so, someone, yeah. <laughs> Especially those last ones, I would have wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I'd have known, you know, <laughs> if I should have been witness, I'd have had that. But that's just love. I mean, these beers, and the branding of the Toucan I would have passed on. And I may have looked at those on a shelf. Um, Too brown. Probably the Conga Ton. It's got a Conga. So the, the, I mean, it's it got a Conga and a Ton in it. I so that's what it is. Um, I, I might have stopped on that one because because of the wooden barrel on the front of it. It does might, say. That might have pulled me in barrel aged for 12 months you know casks is is a massive but you have to get quite close to the bottle to read that bit yeah on a shelf but I would would have drawn me in though and the thing is the 12 is high enough that I'd want to know what that rest of that 12 thing that 12 says so just to give you a feed of it obviously those who haven't seen that bottle I'm sure you can look these up online and see them the 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 picture will be there for the show notes obviously but yeah yeah I I agree. The two bottle, the, the two heritage beers, they probably would have drawn me in more than either the other two, as in the branding and the label. Okay, agree. So you would have tried them. Would you then have gone back to search out more beers from Cheshire Brewhouse oh, as a result of how definitely. they were? Do you know what? I, I would have done, but only if they looked like that, not if they looked like the two. Yeah. So you still, so even if you tasted, so... If you haven't tasted the loopy, you've tasted both the Govindas, that still wouldn't tempt you to taste the loopy. No, I think someone would physically have to open that for me. Just for the Yeah. 
Yeah, but and just say, you know what, yeah. you've had those. Or, or if I was in a beer shop, um, I would like someone to go, do you know what, I really think you'd like this as well. And even then I'd probably go, do you know what, I don't want your recommendation. I'd be a bloody idiot, because that's amazing. No, if I had the first two, then I'd be my, I'd open up, I've said this before, once I, once I trust a brewer and a brewery, I'd fairly much try anything they put that's it. Once, once you're in, once they've got you in, you What happens trying. when they let you down once? I'm a bit upset. But will, if they only let me down once, it's usually okay. And what happens if they let me down again? Two beers in. If it happens in short order, then I get a bit wary again. Hmm. The thing is, though, that's the give and take, isn't it? And I think that's the, the balance of brew, is who you brew for. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, no, you said this, you said this is a, a microbrewery, so I'm assuming it's still fairly small. There's a lot of work that's gone into these four very different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all banged out. I mean, for an, for an evening of just sharing bottles of beer, if this was a bottle share now and we'd turned up, this is it, if we turned up with bottle share, you turned up with Loopy, you turned up with the first go of India, I told you the second bit, and we plonked these down in the middle of the table, everyone would have gone, eh. I think there would have been some turn now, is it, yeah? Definitely, because it's 500 milliliter traditional looking beers. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I think it's and, and this is not a bottle share situation. They would have been punctu- we never would have had them all together in the same order. They would have been punctuated by other beers. Yeah. That would have thrown them out of kilter. And I think the order we've had them in, probably for Steve as well, has been the perfect order to have them in. Agree. Because they've just flowed really well. They've gone I said I wouldn't mind trying to describe them. Like, as, 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 as a group, I think they've gone really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so final, final thoughts on the, the, the Convertan Ale then? Because we're all so, empty glasses now. Mm. So well balanced. Still makes me think of a beer stronger than it is. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but if someone said, oh, I've got a second one, would you like to spit that? I'd go, no, I just want to drink on my own. <laughs> I just want it for me. Yeah. Thank um, you. I just yeah. think it's really tasty. And again, like all three of the beers, there's no points which are out of kilter. Yeah, I mean, just again, massive thanks to to Shane for sending those across to us to try. It's been a real pleasure to to try each of those beers and especially those. Good and beers. I can't I can't recommend them highly enough. No. And I Give will, it a go, yeah. I will be looking on the website and I will look at other beers that it does. Yeah, and and yeah. So if anybody wants any of the Govinda Chevalier, uh, get in before Martin does. Yep. Uh, because you know what he's like with a beer that he enjoys. <laughs> I'm going to be ordering all my walk That is actually very true, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. So moving on to the final beer for our triannuary tasting special. This is um, from Fine Owls. It's um, Cold Brew Mills and Hills Coffee Imperial Stout, which is collab between themselves, uh, De Molen and Artisan Roast. So, um, so two brewers and a coffee roaster. Two brewers, coffee roaster, 9.5%. Okay. Seems to be the only way to finish this evening. How else would you finish? Exactly. Cheers. 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 It's that magic De Molen name that comes on there. When, uh, wow. Do you get the coffee straight cool. away? Blimey, do you? Coffee's the first thing, but then straight away you get dark chocolate, and and then you get in pea Now this is a beer 
that I could sit and smell for a long time. You can do that. Shall, yeah. I, shall I take some out of your glass? We're, we're going to get it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, 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 you can I have a bottle of glass. Yeah, you have the bottle and we'll, we'll drink it. So, Mills and Hills is a beer that we've, we've actually featured before. The, 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 the original version of it. Mm-hmm. We featured it back on way back on episode 27 of Opinions. But I do believe we had it even before that, didn't we? We did. We've had the cask version of it at last year's Manchester Beer Festival. Yeah. Towards the end of the evening, which probably felt like a good idea at the time, but in hindsight probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah, I've written some good taste in those, though. Have you? I said, what, I, what, did, what did you say I definitely, about I definitely said I enjoyed it, because I've always associated fine ales with doing the lower end of the scale, the very sessionable kind of beers. And, I think and I, light beers yeah. as well. Yeah. And I, oh, I say, say that, I've just made this comment saying they do big beers so well as well. Yeah. And that was a real revelation, that beer, at the end of the night. Yes, it may not have been the perfect time to have had it, because we've been drinking for quite a while during the day. Um, that was a big four out of five on, on Untapped, and it was nice. That went down really well. I, I think Justin nailed in his comment the moment straight away you see you see those words on a beer and you're like hang on yeah there's there's going to be something special in here yeah is isn't there and so you've got the original collab between the Molan and find in, in the mills and hills and then what they've done is they've taken it to another level by bringing in the coffee roaster and adding the which is definitely in there yeah it's definitely in there it makes it i mean again I know that we had it on cars, but even when we had it on the show, I don't remember talking about it being quite so um, bitter. Bitterness is there. It's a lot thicker than I remember as, as well. It's got, it's got quite a thick mouth mm-hmm. to it. There's a lot of body. I mean, it looks beautiful in the glass. It, it? it looks absolutely beautiful in the glass. I mean, I mean, it, does, it does look like a, well, very much cold brew coffee. It is, it is the perfect... Um, the perfect finish to, I mean, to and, this evening's you know, tasting session. The aroma, which Justin is still inhaling. Yeah, yeah, the listeners would have noticed by now that Justin's gone very quiet. Because he is still currently <laughs> inhaling. Because all he's doing is, is just taking in the aroma of well, the I have, have I actually tasted some? Um, I slightly prefer the aroma to the taste, but... God, it's good. It is good, isn't it? And 9.5%. I could drink a lot of this. An awful lot of this. I think it feels 9.5. It definitely, it, unlike most of the beers we've actually had, yeah. especially the last few, this one is starting to feel close to what it's advertising. Yes. I think maybe because it's got that slightly, uh, slightly viscous body as well. Yeah, I think it, it's, that's what's getting you. It, it, stays on your tongue and yeah. it stays on your tongue in a film it's coated yeah and I wish it was more intense there um, which bit because the, I think the aroma is really intense oh the aroma is incredibly intense but when it sits there um, unlike um, this one the plume <laughs> charger it's it says knocking beers <laughs> <laughs> this is a 9.5% beer. Yeah. Um, the plumage Archer, which stayed on there around the, sort of my Yeah, but don't there. you feel this stays on the tongue more, though? It's on the tongue, but it's not down the sides. It's not, I don't feel it in the roof of my mouth. 
it it's just not sits, that. Yeah. That seemed to dry and throw itself out there. This just is sitting exclusively there. Yeah. Whether that may be a little bit of palate fatigue. I mean, we have been through we've had three beers and so eight beers tonight. Um, it may be a little bit of palate fatigue, and I'm not getting that quite so much. Um, but the bitterness is is not there, and I think that's probably what I'm missing. Okay, so I'm I'm getting. I mean, again, maybe it's because the the lack of being a coffee drinker. I'm getting that all that coffee bitterness up front for me. Oh, it's oh, up front. Oh, I'm not. And I want it. I want it all the way back. So I want it to stay there. I, I'm not getting any of that. I'm, what, what I'm getting is I'm getting kind of almost the that, that kind of oily texture that you sometimes get from coffee. Um, there, there are hints of bitterness in there for me, but it's not massively over bitter. It's just I'm getting the oily texture, but really, that's what that's what's really on my tongue well now. Balanced. That's what's on my tongue now. Really the oily well texture. for me. So, so on the bottle, I'm just because I, I just think it's it, it's important to, to, to share this. It says, um, take an award-winning Imperial Stout. So it's it's probably fair to acknowledge that Mills and Hills did win the best bottled year. Uh, best the best bottled bottle year. Of what? <laughs> yeah. How did they do that? I don't, I don't, I don't know about palate fatigue. No, I've certainly got <laughs> speaking fatigue right ABV fatigue. Yeah, yeah, right. So they, they won the best bottled beer uh, in 2017 at a SEBA festival um, so it's a SEBA recognised the Mills and Hills as being their best beer of the year um, so take the award winning Imperial Stout and cold infuse it with a gourmet coffee blend from an award winning roastery this is cold brew Mills and Hills new addition of the acclaimed collab with um, De Molen has enhanced the Artisans roast, Roast's trigonometry blend adding delicate and fruity coffee notes to Mills and Hills rich indulgent stout character so I would have to say I've probably done this beer and my initial tasting a disservice because I'm starting to agree with you now Martin because oh, I've changed sides this, this is this is on record what, oh, what's happening um, here but, and hang on <laughs> would I drink a third of a bottle of this probably not I would I'd probably share this with my wife so I would have a half a bottle or Fucking share this with anyone. I'd do yeah, it you know myself. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I'm honest, <laughs> I'll probably go. You won't like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is that I had people that know me probably know this, but I, my wife, uh, when I used to go and buy Colonel beers, my wife used to take the IPAs and the pale ales, and I used to come home with them, and they'd be gone. She'd have them. So I started buying porters and stouts from the Colonel because she didn't like because they were less likely to be taken and then they got taken as well and so generally most beers that we open we share and I think that's a good way to, to bounce off what you like and what you don't um, it's a good way to grow your palate but it's one of those things that the more I'm drinking of this and if I saw it again I'd buy two because that's starting to sit there and grow a third of a bottle a third of a three thirty bottle is under ten, yeah. which is not a lot of beer. Which is what we've said before about sometimes a bottle share, but sometimes maybe we do a beer a disservice because you don't actually getting, have enough. Of you're it. not getting enough of it, and that's. I mean, I've I've loved that. Mine's gone. Yours is gone. It's ticked every box for me. I I could quite happily sit back and open a bottle of that 
and selfishly drink it to myself and I would take the course of maybe an hour or so to get through that because I I just it, it's a beer for me that you could sit and savour and definitely really savor. enjoy if, if they had that here tonight here you'd buy bottle I would go out and buy that and bring it back in here and drink it straight away without any hesitation at all I wouldn't because I've got a train to get but I do take your point <laughs> I would, I'd agree if they had it I'd buy it on the way out yeah. I'd buy all the Cheshire beers on the way out I think it's it is definitely uh, although that Scotch wee heavy we said was quite a good end of evening beer but was just that bit lighter this does tell this 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 does tell you it's an end of evening beer yeah. but it just takes it to that next level as yeah. well doesn't it Do you know, bizarrely much as I like the Chevalier this is probably my best beer of the night because of where it sits now and only for that reason if I'd have had it before the toucan, it would have ruined the rest of those bits. Yeah. But where it sits now, I don't know. You could, we, we could have only done this at, at the end of these beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I it, think it didn't sit put, anywhere put this in at any point. In these beers, it didn't sit anywhere else. Yeah, yeah I think when we uh, discussed the order of the beers at the start of the show, uh, before we started recording, we knew which beer was going to be last. Yeah, and that's that's this one. And that was quite right yeah. to be last beer. Um Again, it's, it's again, it's really well balanced. I mean, I've always been a big fan of fine ales, and a lot of that is due to the fact that they produce Yarl, which I think is one of the really, really good sub four percent session beers. I believe the first beer in the UK to solely use the Citra hop as well, possibly even really? before Oakham. Oh, yeah. okay. Never knew that. Yeah, Avalanche is another. It's Yarl is single hopped with Citra. No? Could explain probably why you love it. Why, so why much. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ticks a lot of boxes then. But yeah. no, I, I just think it's especially if you get it on cast, just at its right point. Again, a bit again, a bit like Oakum Citra. But I always find that the uh, find it's just a little bit more creamier as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Got that bit more body, but it's got less ABV. It's fantastic for where it sits. Fantastic for where it sits. So I would always pick up if I see fine owls. I'll often go for it. Same, same here, and I've, I've got to say again, like with all the beers t- tonight, we were sent this um, by Fine Owls to, to try, and I'm really grateful for them sending this because <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, for, for me, I, I'm, going, I'm going straight in with my final thoughts on this one because my glass has been empty for a while now. Um, it, was, it was all coffee. Uh, there was dark bit of chocolate in there beautiful body to it and, and just a really easy drinkable finish as, as well I have nothing to add to that and do you know what I'm really glad that that was 9.5 as opposed to the last beer being 6.3 because that extra dimension of the body and the alcohol um, and I can feel it a little bit was just makes that those two that last two beers particularly in that order, a two, one of the most perfect endings to an evening I can, I can remember ever having. Well, that's what we try to deliver. That is indeed, and that's that's almost the perfect point to, <laughs> to, to finish the, the show on. So this this has been our triannuary special. Our we, tasting room. Yes, we've tasted seven beers that I believe have been new to all of us. Yeah. As, as well, and I think on the whole, it's a big thumbs up for, for, for all of them. Yes, I would actually say there is actually none of the beers I've disliked. 
<clears throat> I think Cheshire have taken it, take away the finals, last one, because I sort of knew what we were going to get. Yeah. The Cheshire beers have sort of just blown, blown me away. And I think maybe if there's a takeaway message, it's to um, not judge a book by its cover. Definitely. Because actually those, the, the beers that were inside those bottles were amazing. Justin, where can we where, find where, you? Where can people find you? <laughs> find me on Twitter at Nineteen Seventies Boy. You can find me at Get Beer, Drink Beer on the blog, um, which is I'm still getting comments on and still getting um, things through. So I don't care if you read me. <laughs> those those links will be in the show notes yeah. anyway for anybody that does care. And, 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 and more than Justin to, sounded like it. Cares. To, yeah, but because you know, I'm starting again, but <laughs> that's not why I do it. I do it because I love it. Then I love beer. Get doing it again. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, though, my love of beer hasn't diminished. It's just been sidelined by other things that are pressing and needing doing it. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been, it's been great. Room. It's always good to spend time with um, We're back soon. It, it will be soon. I can't Probably remember when the show, show it goes It might be next week yeah. as people to listen, listen to this when show. When you have opinions proper. Opinions will be back. Uh, just a reminder that when we do come back, we are coming back on a fortnightly basis uh, initially, rather than on a weekly. So um, you'll have to get your dose of us every fortnight. Although the shows might be double the length, and we might end up splitting them over. Yeah, or uh, well, you can split them all on your own. Yeah, a- absolutely. So um, keep an eye out for that. Um, in the meantime, I guess yeah, just um, just keep trying new beers. Not yeah. not just in January, but throughout the year. Yeah. The try new beers as well. and that's and something I would encourage you to do that try new flavours do you know what not only in beer explore the flavours in food explore the flavours in wine explore the flavours in every bloody thing you put in your mouth and just have a look at it no yes do that because that's how you learn to do it and on that bombshell <laughs> I think we'll be calling it an evening there um, Cheers. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. Oh, can't you see? Oh, you misjudged me. I look like a farmer, but I'm a lover. Can't judge a book by looking at the cover.